Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. We are here to review Beyond Salem Chapter 2. I am your host, Tony Ann, and with me, I've got the full crew. So say hello to Michael, Nick, Dylan, and Ariat. Say hey, everybody. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi. It's very special and it's very long. <laughs> it won't actually be as long as it seems, I promise. But well, the outline going... is, I looked at the outline and in the words of Hope Brady, shit. <laughs> no, her, no, no, her words were, holy shit, sir. If you're going to quote her, come correct. Dang, dang, she cussed. <laughs> that she did. But what we're going to do is we're going to kind of break this down by location because so much happened. So I'm kind of going to run down everything that happened in each location. And then we can just kind of pick and choose where we want to start our discussion point. So first things first, we have Seattle and San Francisco. Steve and Kayla visit Trip, Stephanie and Joey, but their family bonding is interrupting. Interrupted when their pizza delivery is blown up, Stephanie is injured, and Steve is taken. John visits Paul for pride. After the party winds down, a cop shows up, but it's not a cop, and John gets taken as well. With John missing, Paul teams up with Andrew Donovan, and the search leads them to the Body Connection gym and an appearance from Chris Kosicek. They find tickets to a benefit in Hong Kong. Joey and Steve are looking for clues to find. Uh, Joey and Trip are looking for clues to find Steve. They catch someone breaking into the apartment. It's Wendy Shin, who is tracking down Harris Michaels to find the three prisons. We find out that Lee Shin will be displaying one of the three prisons at his gala, and she wants to find the other to prove the other two to prove that she can do more at Demera. Since Harris is who kidnapped Steve, the boys want to help, so it's off to Hong Kong for everybody. So where do we want to jump off, Michael? Why don't you pick the first thing? Okay. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, wait, till, wait till you get to Montreal in heaven. Jesus. It's the way she said it's off to Hong Kong forever. <laughs> she was over that shit, man. <laughs> Anyways, first things first, they finally found a way to make Steve and Kayla enjoyable. I guess they did need their fucking kids. Who knew? But anyways, um <laughs> hey, hey, okay. Let's simmer down. Not too much. <laughs> um, I like the new Stephanie. Wish they could have brought the old one back for the plans that they was doing, because that's the type of shit I like. But I, I'll suffice for this. Uh, for those who were unaware and who, who did not listen to Ron's interview, Shelly Hennig was originally uh, contacted to try to be a part of Beyond Salem, the first episode with the Johnson family reunion, but there were scheduling conflicts with her filming the Teen Wolf movie. Continue, I'm Michael. For a Teen Wolf movie without Michael J. Fox. I'm <laughs> keep saying this shit. Anyways, <laughs> um, we can go to the next person. That, that was nice. Um, I was very hesitant about Joey at first, but towards the end, I kind of grew to like him. He, he has to settle on the eyes a bit. Um, I hate you for making me think about that now because I was trying to, like, I was trying to ignore you, but I kept hearing your voice in my head the entire time. Oh, damn, he is kind of funny looking. <laughs> times in the group chat it, it took to friday for him to settle on me i'm okay i i see the vision but um yeah 
Uh, it was really interesting. Trip was the most enjoyable he's been in years. You can bring him on back now. Um, I mean, Wendy. don't bring him back unless he got shit to do. Bring, bring Wendy. <laughs> Wendy. Well, no. yeah, but they already playing like she gonna choose Joey, and we know how that works. No, they, no, they're not. <laughs> no, no, they're they not. not. No, they are not. Actually, win. We'll get to that later, but no, they are not. And let me tell you why. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Alrighty, Dylan, why don't you pick our next discussion point? Okay. Um, this was hilarious to me. Um, with John missing, Paul teams up with Andrew, and the search leads them to the body connection gem and Chris. And Uncle Roman. <laughs> right? Chris Cotton. Uncle Roman. Y'all not gonna play in my face. I hollered. <laughs> I they play too much. <laughs> you scream. Do you know what I scream? Uncle Roman. Uncle Roman. <laughs> no, because I was the so I... confused for a minute. I was like, what is going on in here on this day? Roman? Wait so a minute. I'm like, why wouldn't Andrew, why wouldn't Andrew recognize his uncle? Right? <laughs> Because I saw I saw the name of the gym and I'm like, oh wait, Chris owned that. Are we about to see Chris? And then and then Josh Taylor showed like turned around and the scream I let out at 7:30 in the morning when we were watching. <laughs> Thank God I live in a complex full of old people because I would have woken up my entire building. It was so funny. It was so and like it was just it was so, so random too. Like I was. did not expect it. Long as Uncle Roman got the coins for it, I'm all. And can, can we talk about how Paul and Andrew have chemistry? They do. They Holy. do. Like, what do they have to do to get Christopher Sean back on days? I just want to know. Like, I mean, give him what he man, wants. The man is booked and busy with Star Wars shit and, and honestly, voiceover honestly, work. Honestly, truly, I'm shocked they don't have an ISA headquarters in Salem. I'm it's wondering if we're about don't. to get one because I'm sorry, I don't buy that Stephanie's in PR. She was giving me undercover ISA vibes in that first scene on Monday. So I'm wondering if when she comes to the main show, she's going to be bringing ISA stuff with her. Oh, Kayla going to shit a brick. I would like to see that. <laughs> like, I honestly would love for Andrew and Paul to be in Salem. Like, I don't Please. know. They, they can do something. Like, Andrew can be like a liaison between the ISA and Black Patch or Something. Honestly, which I don't is know. exactly I don't care. what Shane used to do all the time. Like, we literally, need some Brady's can... anyway. Bring back Kim. And I just, and he's just, he's a perfect casting for Andrew, too. Like, they he did is. so well. Yeah, like, he, he literally, I, I he, him a lot. he looks like Shane and Kimberly's child. Kind of wanted him to have an accent, too. But... Me, too. Me, too. But they grew up in between Salem and California, so I get why he didn't, but I really wanted him to have one. But, all right, what about you? What do you want to pick out of this lovely little grouping here? I guess it's um, Joey and Tripp are looking for clues to find Steve. They catch someone breaking into the apartment. It's Wendy Shin, who's tracking down Harris Michaels. (laughs) Wendy Shin is my girl. I love her. I wouldn't say I enjoy the way um, Joey and Trip kind of are not argued, but bickered about. They bickered a hell of a lot better than Johnny and Allie do over Chanel on the main show. 
Yes. Do. Yeah, they weren't as irritating. But it's still <laughs> we'll like, get to that on the next podcast because I have some <laughs> things to say, child. But like, it's I've seen enough of it on the main show, so I was like, eh, not let's not. But I, speaking of the main show, I want Wendy to go over there because please, she's yeah. so good. I enjoy her more than her brother, but I. I I liked how she beat up Bow Trip. And, oh my God, uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was so good. It really was. So, yeah. And I really like sings. they need a new stunt director. Yeah. They do. <laughs> I will say, um, I will say, I did kind of enjoy the fight scene. I mean, with Harris and, and Paul. Because I just enjoyed seeing Steve Burton getting beat the crap out of him, not even gonna lie. Please, please, Jason out of this. I mean, he's in my face. That's who he was. (laughs) They did. They the fight. It it was it. Um, the action scenes. I'm gonna be nice. The action scenes were. (laughs) They were better than the last time, but still not where you want them to be. They it's not where they need to be. What like was the it, last time? It the first installment of Beyond Salem, like those. I those... actually like those fight scenes, girl. I don't remember which one you're talking about, though. Name how do you one. Know if you liked it. The only action scene from the first one I remember actually being okay with was was the one outside. The, was the one outside with Eli, Lonnie, Pauline, and Abe? That's yeah. About no, it. remember no. when they stopped when they found like the peacock and then dude lost his shit and they had yeah to, that, that that was weird <laughs> well see i like I when marlena was throwing bowls but oh was- yeah when marlena had to walk she didn't run, run over she walked over yeah, <laughs> Sorry. yeah like, like, she's getting up there in age <laughs> like i don't get i don't i don't i don't give gh too much but whoever they hire to do their like stunt coordinating yeah that is who they need to throw a bag at for this next they had sunny and scotty throwing bowls <laughs> i mean the last because yeah Donald. like they be because ha- i mean this is not shade because i love her and she is a queen but like finola hughes is getting her early bird special and oh. i oh fully believe when they have Anna whooping ass, it is it looks very believable. That's all. So like age really, if you have someone who knows how to block those scenes and shoot those scenes and yeah. you know construct them, age is not necessarily the barrier that people make it out to be. I'm just saying they 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 could be better. Like excluding Beyond Salem chapter one and two. When is the last time we had a like good looking fight on the show. Honestly, the when Ben beat the crap out of Chad, it was violent as fuck, but it was still a good fight scene. And that was in 2015. Yeah, that is that was a long ass time ago. Almost ten years ago. Like <laughs> I remember that scene. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this is clearly not our ministry, but there's 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 people out there that could yeah. you know assist. I, yeah, I will say the we one thing that one on this one. <laughs> the one thing that funny. made me laugh about the fight scene is the behind did you all see the behind the scenes video that they posted with uh steve burton and christopher yeah. sean 
and and the fact that they could that they could not break the breakaway table because they only have one, <laughs> and they had to fix it with like glue and tape and yeah, because when when he when he took the hat off and threw it down, <laughs> uh, and the hat landed on the table, the table collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the floor, but I, also one other thing I want to say before we transition into our next location, um, Harris Michaels has the power of the flash. Cause please tell me how he got from C- San Francisco to Seattle to Montreal in the span of one episode that as far as I'm aware was one fucking day. The way that Marlena went to Hong Kong, but never left Salem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is... I think like the whole um, time frame of this one worked better than the last one because they actually fixed the issue. Yeah, but cause... but there was the phone call with John and Marlena that kind of put them in a weird time again. But just merely for it didn't bother me. Like the last season was a bit more chunky when it come came to um, the main show and Beyond Salem, but this one they. Ha- specifically like pointed out that it's a week later but which helped when john talked to marlena he was like i'm sorry i'm missing the wedding see and i heard missed because the party like the like it was so loud i heard missed i heard the wedding so he he was sorry that we was missing a wedding that hasn't happened yet but it should have happened by the time he made a call so they flubbed it a bit there but it's okay it's just a tiny little thing. But yeah, they definitely improved on the whole timeline continuity this time around because they they, e- they even had things, you know, they, they had things lining up from the main show that kind of, uh, you know, affected. And we'll talk about that next because it was very obvious, especially with Eileen Davidson's part, that she wasn't Kristen because they made a point of referencing Kristen's arrest. Yeah. Which was that, smart. That shocked me. I was like, what are we doing? Wait, what? I was so yeah. confused, but we'll get there soon. We'll get, actually, we'll get there now because now we can head on over to the events of Monte Carlo, Caracas, and Hong Kong. So we see who we think is Kristen and Monte Carlo flirting with a man. Once they get upstairs, it's revealed that it's Thomas Banks and he shoots the man and takes the prism he won in a poker game and leaves. John and Steve are being held captive in Caracas by a not-dead Megan Hathaway. She's after the three prisms. Thomas brings her one. Harris Michaels is in pursuit of the other, and she intends to brainwash John and Steve and use them to acquire the third. Gabby and Shin partake in a little romance before Wendy crashes their date to get tickets to the gala, which Shin begrudgingly grants her. The gala is underway as Paul and Andrew are hoping for a lead on John and Steve. Marlena and Kayla come to Hong Kong to help join the search. A brainwashed Steve and John show up to Hong Kong to take Wendy hostage and grab the second prism. Tripp and Joey detain Steve, but John gets away with the prism. Marlena has deprogramming drugs with her, and she and Kayla manage to deprogram Steve, who gives Paul and Andrew John's location. Paul and Andrew get to John just as he is handing the prism over to Megan. Paul breaks John's conditioning, but not before Megan makes off with the second prism. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> so, Dylan, you start us off. Um, oh. I, I'm, listen, I feel like me and Michael will be on the same page here. 
Thomas Banks is real hard to look at. Okay, um, you're, you're talking about the same thing. Okay, first off, first is first. They need like, not ever bring that ever. man back on the screen. I, I can't. I, oh, wow. I was so excited when I saw Eileen on screen. Like, oh shit, we can tell two Christians. I'm, I'm hype. And then they went up. He started taking off his clothes. And when I saw the penis print, <laughs> that's when I was completely over this. No, you know what? It, okay. I don't know, Nick, Michael, y'all might not be too young to get the reference, but this is classic black cinema. Have you ever seen I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker? Oh, Jesus. You know, <laughs> you know the scene where he takes the girl upstairs and then she just starts taking off everything. Like she takes off the wig and she takes out her teeth and she takes out her, like she unstuffs her bra and then like her, she takes off her leg. It's like, <laughs> It was very that. I was like, we don't went from Ariel to Sea Witch. What is happening? I was expecting it to be Penelope. When it came up to be Thomas Banks, I literally, my mother and I yelled at the TV, Thomas Banks in unison. I was just relieved that they explained it because when the scene started, I was pissed off. I'm like, how is Kristen reading about her arrest? Nah, nah, she's so nah. See, I, I like, thought that she I had was, I thought we was finally finna get some explanations. It's the tale of two Kristens. Kristen that Brady had a baby with wasn't Kristen after all. I thought we was gonna get some real good tea as to why the hell they keep bringing the other Kristen back. But no, this is what you're doing. <laughs> Like I didn't like. Don't get me wrong. I did. I did. I didn't mind it. It made sense because, like, I had completely forgotten about Thomas. I'm not even gonna hold y'all. So did I. Leave. She never thought. She never thought she would ever be playing him again. Besides the one day she played him in 1997. Yeah, like I, I, I had completely forgotten about him. But I, I cannot look at him. <laughs> <laughs> like it was physically uncomfortable. Yeah, like, it was. It, 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 it was a lot. It was a Y'all lot. Y'all asked a lot of me. <laughs> I just wanted them to know that. They asked a lot of me. They Rock. don't ever bring him back. <laughs> the hair on his chest kind of... No! I was about to really... from the hair to the nose. Like, it was just I, a lot to look always... at. It. I, I was still stuck <laughs> on the fucking penis print. I did not <laughs> very collaborative in making sure that Thomas's look was accurate to the point that I guess the chest hair didn't look right when they first put it on her so she's like can we like turn this upside down because this does not look right and that's exactly what they did and Ron said in his interview that he was actually on location on set for the filming of Beyond Salem and he went to visit Eileen in her dressing room and he knocked on her door and a blonde lady opened the door who he thought was Eileen and then he looked and there's a weird man sitting in her dressing room come to find (laughs) out the man is Eileen half dressed as Thomas and the woman was her stunt double oh (laughs) Oh, lord (laughs) who happens to be Eileen's real life best friend for like the last 25 years (laughs) yeah I saw that Instagram post it was so funny I'm just saying I I I I I, I can't with Thomas Banks. I can I can rock with everybody else, but 
he, he makes me uncomfortable. It's it's interesting <laughs> though. Like I I think I saw a clip on YouTube. Um, no, Twitter. Sorry. Um, back in the day, they actually altered um Eileen's wo- voice when she played Thomas. This time around, they didn't. I well, she she just kind of dropped to her a lower. She just yeah. kind of dropped her voice a couple octaves. Like the last time we saw him, he like they did it in like editing, but this time around they were like nah, <laughs> and she did it well. I thought I had no idea what we were, we were getting. I was so confused when she read about herself. I was like, "There's something up with this." She's. I was like, "She's very clearly not Kristen." Yeah. I thought we were. I but thought I was we so were going to get Penelope. I did not know what we we were getting. I was just like, "Okay, what's happening?" I'm confused. This is not Kristen, but I didn't go there. Like, and then I when I saw him undressing, I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." And then oh. I and then. <laughs> and then i just assumed it was somebody in a Kristen mask like i i yeah, figured okay i yeah. did not expect it to be thomas like i i fully expected it to be megan and they wanted that to be the reveal that that was she just dressed up just to kind of throw us yeah and then when it was thomas i was like the fuck <laughs> thomas always but, been a hitman uh we only saw him for one day so we knew next to nothing about him okay Okay, that works. But he was definitely a problem because I remember like the specific scene that we saw him in. Um the, I cannot I'm blanking on her name. The nun Sister Mary Moira. Yeah, Mary Moira. she was uh, she was like, Don't do anything. I don't want you to do anything sinful. So clearly he's always been an issue. And that <laughs> comes back that comes back around later, mm-hmm. which will discuss all that fun stuff later. But Michael, what is your <laughs> next uh what is your pick for the Oh damn it! That was mine. <laughs> well, there's plenty one. others for there's plenty of others for you to pick. Um, Gabby and Shin partake in a little romance before Wendy crashes their date and whatnot. First off, that was some nice sex. I like that. <laughs> um, second off, keep Gabby here. That other man need to move. What's his name? Jake. John Shakar, whatever. Well, well, we'll discuss that on the main show, but I don't think Jake is going to be long for this world. Please, because he needs to move at this point. I I like Gabby in this lady of the night's gala mood that she was in. Yeah, the the support, like kind of the lady in power, but supporting work. Yes, like very much. She finally has a man worthy enough to be on her arm. And the way that she totally is Team Wendy yeah i love that yeah i liked that me too but yeah keep her there keep her right right over there where she belongs and honestly seeing shin and his sister made me like shin more it flushed him out more yeah Yeah. it makes makes me want to see him more like they could work i would i wouldn't mind the shin family being installed i I could see dad and shin moving to salem too but he can stay stay put we've we've seen him before we're good (laughs) jesus tony i'm trying to get the core family on the show and this is what you're doing (laughs) i'm good with just with just shin and wendy we don't we don't need daddy shin he's never been successful in my opinion they haven't mentioned a mom yet does he do they have one I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if they've never said if she just disappeared, if if she's in the picture, if she's dead. Miss they've never Wu. really said. <laughs> so you want Miss Wu off of GH and in Salem? And they can steal her away. Hell yes. 
She's not on contract. They could if they want to. Wait, could she do both? It depends how big, like, because with Days' recurrent, like, anti-recurring status right now for big story if they did that she wouldn't she would basically be equitable to what justin and bonnie are doing Uh, if she's supporting if she's supporting the kids i wouldn't have an issue with that i would like to see her go up with kate well that's a different story so you'd probably need an actress on contract uh but you'd want to you'd want to lose Miss Wu out of Fort Charles. You love her over there. I, I, I would like both. <laughs> I'm all about Miss Wu everywhere. Yeah, get on old too. And I love that when, that like when Wendy held the gun on Steve, she did she was not scared. She was just kind of chill. <laughs> she was like, "I got it. Don't worry." <laughs> <laughs> like we're good. But Nick, what's your pick for this lovely little section here? Um, I would say, uh, John and Steve being held captive in Caracas, 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 um, by Megan. I heard rumors about Megan. I would, it was just nice to finally see her. I've seen her in concert. (laughs) (laughs) But I've. I've been excited about it. That was, was just happy a to... show right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I enjoyed her a lot. Like she feels like the villainess that we need on the main show. She's the closest to Stefano any of his children have ever gotten. I let's let's keep her. Uh, let's mm-hmm. without redeeming her. Yeah, just she can be batshit crazy and come mm-hmm. and go. Um, Thomas working for her was. <laughs> 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 it was quite interesting. It was. I was a little confused as to how Steve knew who Megan was, but I'm guessing they showed him pictures of the Demaris. No, no, <laughs> you're not going to excuse that. I, I'm, I'm trying. Like <laughs> this, this Steve thing was weird because he was not. He was. And he not wasn't in town. He wasn't even in town, and then he wasn't even in town. He'd be knowing shit that just don't make sense for him to know. Yeah. Now, John, yeah. John, it made sense because he still has all of Roman's memories in his head. Yeah. yeah. Does did. Steve still have any of the Steven O memories? That's what I thought it Ooh. might have been from. That could be too. Okay. He might still have the knowledge in his brain from when but he was Stefano. I will accept this that. This isn't the first time we've had Steve know about things that he probably he, shouldn't know about. Yeah. I doubt him and Kayla was pillow talking about this. I'm yeah, it, like, didn't they have him acting like he, or maybe it was Kayla, like she knew Craig a while ago? Yeah, it was Kayla. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. Kayla, yeah. Like, and she wasn't even in town when Craig was in town. Exactly. So it's kind of, it's the thing they do with both Steve and Kayla, but they tend to do it excessively with um, Steve. And yeah. I need them to stop. <laughs> it's kind of annoying. But I will say the reveal that it was Megan was great. Yeah. I love her. Same. I, I love Same. <laughs> Please, I lo- let's keep her. Yes, I loved Megan more this time around than I did the first time. I did not like her, her original run, but I loved her now. Oh, damn. That doesn't sound good, because, oh. like, this run, this is my fir- first experience with Megan, and I was like, wow, she is so much fun. I want to watch her years. And I'll years. be honest, it could be the, like, it, it, it could just be me that didn't like it because every time she came on the scene in the 80s, she had the world's worst music cue, which <laughs> automatically turned me off to everything else that was happening in the scene. So it could totally be me because that music cue did not exist this time around. And I liked her. 
So I think the music cue was the problem originally. So question, did Megan start off as a villain or was she like a good girl? She was kind of scheming. Like, I think think we thought she was a good girl. And then we found out that she was scheming because she had a child that she pretended was Bo just to be able to get Bo back because she came to town wanting Bo back because she had left him. Because Bo and Bo, Megan was Bo's first girlfriend or first High school sweetheart, apparently. High school sweetheart, yeah. yeah. So she came back claiming that her child was his and it was a whole mess. And then once we found out who she was related to, it kind of went from vixenous schemer to crazy villain. Ooh, this sounds juicy. Yeah. See, you say that. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good. No, I'm just going to be the person to remind y'all that sometimes... Sometimes what you yeah, sometimes what you get in small doses is great. Mm-hmm. And then when you get a lot of it, it becomes too much. It's exhausting. Not so much. <laughs> and and that this the original three prison story ran for about a year and a half. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. That's a long time. Yeah. 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 Like I could see her as because Stefano came came and went in the early 80s when they first introduced him i could see her being that like i would love to see her play all of her brothers against each other yeah like i would not mind seeing her go in and out Mm -hmm. but the thing is for her to be there like a solid presence long term consistently they would have to dollar back way back what yeah but also too they could have her pulling strings off screen and like let's say megan pulls strings to get all of Kristen's stuff dropped so we get Kristen in town long-term wrecking shit but she's really pulling strings for megan and we only get poppins with megan to you know what you know what i'm saying there are, there are yeah. ways to do it where we can keep her but not to the point where we'll get tired of her yeah I went. I went to Thanks. Dylan first, then I went to Michael. And Nick, I think it's your turn. He already did. Just, did just one. He already went. Okay, so Who's he just went. Go, so Ari, go, that's you. Go, go, <laughs> go. Uh, I was gonna take the one Nick just took, but since he already picked that one, I'm going with the gala is on the way as Paul and Andrew are hoping for a lead on John and Steve. Let me just be clear. This is a Paul and Andrew stan account. Cosine. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I really like them. I like yeah, them. Yeah, I like them. I a wish. Lot. We, I no, I'm it's... not gonna be mad at that, mad at Christopher Sean. But <laughs> oh damn, I want them on the main show. They're so cute. And there's just so much chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually enjoy them. They were like we had the whole main story on the show, or yeah, on Beyond Salem, which is basically Bope. And then we had the, like all of the side stories, and Paul and Andrew's story was one of those that I actually really enjoyed, and I I just love them. They're so they're so cu- like they're so cute. And the one thing I want to say too is the actor who plays Andrew Colton Little is such a huge Days fan. Like you like he's been reposting like classic stuff involving Shane and Kimberly. He's like mm. he's 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 a Days fan and he's just happy to be a part of this. So if we could bring him and Paul onto the main show and give us more, like please, because they're just that. so cute. Yeah. And that leaves me to choose the last bullet here, which is Marlena has the programming drugs with her. 
and she and Steve, and she and Caleb deprogram Steve and Paul deprograms John. First of all, I love that Marlena just has deprogramming drugs with her. Like she knew, right? She left the wedding was like, I might need this shit. So let me pack it. Our husbands are in some bullshit. Let's go. <laughs> I just like she's like, you know I'll what? do anything just, to save John. She had it in her purse. I just a big ass syringe out her purse. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact that Paul was able to get through to John. Like, mm-hmm. oh, oh my God, like the way he he talked about how much his father loves him and is there for him, and that that broke through. And the other thing that broke me too was the look on Andrew's face as he's listening to Paul tell this story and then watching them interact you could kind of see like oh wow Paul's really been through some shit I really like this guy and then just the, the whole moment with John and Paul was just so sweet I love Drake and Chris and Christopher working together yeah it reminds me of why Paul Narita is my favorite John Black child because yeah. even the opening scene of John partying with him in San Francisco oh yeah. <laughs> like this is just a really sweet father and son relationship yeah. I'm happy they finally deprogrammed Steve because if not, I was going to be okay with Trip poking his other eye out because he was talking real greasy <laughs> to him. <laughs> he was talking real reckless to Trip, and I didn't like the way I would have been like, "Oh, oh, I got an idea, mom. Hold on," and popped him right in his damn mouth. He said, "Oh, you better get your little girlfriend." And Trip was like, "She's not my girlfriend." He was like, "That's a, that doesn't seem like a good idea anyway. Don't they always dump you for someone else?" I'm I like, hey, yo. He's not wrong. Right in his mouth. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. The watch your mouth sound. <laughs> oh, I would have drew blood. I swear I would have. Like, how dare you? <laughs> I like, laughed because that was hilarious. Marlena saved his life because he was about to get beat down. <laughs> I was going to say, though, all um, that shit over. I expected, uh, I expected Marlena to actually break through to John, and then she didn't. He was fake, like, he was faking it. I was like, damn. <laughs> That's he he kind of broke through for a second. She kind of broke through for a second, but it wasn't enough to fully like to fully do it. I do love that it was ultimately the parent-child relationship that broke through the conditioning because it, it, it shows that there's multiple, you know, there's different kinds of love that's strong enough to break through something like that. Because we've seen Marlena break through hundreds of times. This was something new and different, and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me miss Paul a lot. Yeah. And I was happy to see him. I was happy to see him up and walking. Uh, apparently, he and Luke were never a thing. No, they weren't. But <laughs> Even I though people that wanted cause, that. Because <laughs> Paul, Paul and Andrew, Paul and Andrew was a good substitution for that. Yeah. I, I, I don't. They need to. Are they bringing Andrew to the main show? Because. Uh, the door is open. The only people we know for 100% sure are coming back to the main show, show are Stephanie and Joey. But Ron has said in multiple interviews that it's a good chance we will see everybody. Speaking of Andrew, before we transition, a part of me was kind of worried they would pull like what they did on the first Beyond Salem with uh, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. I, oh, I, Kyle I, Graham. I was afraid of it too. And I was like, please, please, please do not let Andrew take after his uncle. Yeah. I was like, and I was like, I was I, like I, that didn't even occur to me because I, and maybe this is just misplaced faith or whatever i just did not see them doing that to shane and kim's kid yeah i didn't see that either yeah like because we already had Teresa and eve 
True. Like they they need one unproblematic unprob- right, child. Yeah. Yeah. But like I was I was worried. I was like, please do not have have him be sketchy in the end. Please, because I don't know this. Like the setup for it was it just, left the door open. I, yeah. It, it, it did it did cross my mind for a hot second, but then by the time we got to the stuff at the body connection and he like stopped the guy that was trying to electrocute them, I was like, okay, he's on, he's on the good side. Yeah, I think. I think it like came and went pretty quickly, but I did have that in my mind for, was that the second episode with the body connection? The body connection. Yeah. That was Tuesday. Yeah. Cause I think around that time I was like, yeah, no, he's Cause not. Monday ended with Andrew showing yeah, that up. Is true. I, I think like halfway through, I was like, no, he's on the good side, but I was still like worried. Yeah. It, but you, you and I had the same thought process. Cause for a hot second, I was like, please, please do not make him Kyle. Yeah, because especially knowing he was an ISA agent, and they made the ISA agent the villain in season one, mm-hmm. and Ron does tend to like to repeat certain things. I was like, please don't. Question: Was it implied that Andrew and Shane aren't on good terms because he's gay? No, he literally he said in the hot tub that his parents were good with it because it. I believe what he said was, uh, yeah, after, after, I think he said something like after Teresa and Eve having a gay son, but wasn't an issue for Shane and Kimberly Donovan. I do think they, I like at first he said something like, it's good to have parents who are supportive of you. And that's where, yeah, that, that's what I thought he meant. But then he added like, this is like, like with them having to, Teresa to deal with this is the last thing like that they're having an issue with well or maybe they like could that. have a strained relationship because of something else I could see them having a strained relationship more so because he's in the ISA and constantly being compared to him because there was something mm. Paul said at the end and where I don't he was think Kim like, would want him in the ISA yeah I don't think that either oh no because as far as Kim's concerned it should be fuck the ISA <laughs> No, honestly, because yeah, because like, it, it it ain't never did her no favors. Like, never. I mean, let's be real. Let's be real. The ISA is the reason that Shane and Kimberly imploded. Because had Shane not been presumed dead for a year, she never would have slept with Cal and and Teresa's paternity. And Teresa's paternity that. never would have been called into question. And the ISA knew that Shane was alive, but they were just covering their ass and faked him dead. Oh yeah, they, I want them to explore that. Bring him onto the yeah. main show. Yeah. Get get Shane. But, get Kim. Let's do it. Because there, there, there was something Paul said at the end, like you're finally out of your father's shadow. So I could I could see I could see there being issues there more so than with his sexuality. Okay. I wouldn't mind that. I would love to see it explored. Me too. But now we move on to the bulk of what the majority of this series was all about this is going to be a lot for me to unpack so it's going to be a bit of a bumpy ride but we are heading over to montreal heaven and undisclosed locations so ben and sierra dock- <laughs> ben and sierra dock in montreal and introduce baby Bo to hope once back at hope's place sierra grills her mother on when where she has been in the last two years ben and sierra are shocked to find out hope has been dating someone Turns out to be Harris Michaels, the man who kidnapped John and Steve. He proposes and Hope accepts. And we find out Hope is working for the ISA to locate two of the three prisms. And she has one and she knows Harris is using her for the prism, but she wants to use him to get to the other two. And Megan wants Harris to kill Hope after the wedding. 
When he's hesitant, she has Thomas Banks on call to do the job. It's the day of the wedding and Hope has the prism with her. After the ceremony, a shot rings out and Hope dies as Sierra and Ben are horrified. Bo has been watching all of this from heaven and is itching to go down and help. He's being punished after saving baby Bo and Trip, so his guardian angel Angela is resistant to help, but he convinces her. Bo argues before Judge Larry Welch in purgatory to get his second chance, which is granted. Just as he's about to leave, Hope shows up and they reunite in heaven. After Hope sees Zach, Bo convinces her to take his second chance and go back. After one last dance, they say goodbye. With Hope given a second chance, we get a do-over and Sister Mary Moira stops Thomas from shooting Hope, but Harris gets shot in the struggle. When Harris gets shot, Hope confronts him about the prison. He holds a gun on her, but collapses before he can shoot. Megan reveals herself to Hope, takes the prism, and runs. Harris is now in ISA custody and claiming he loves Hope and has been brainwashed. With all three prisms in hand, Megan is ready to revive her mystery patient. She brings them out of stasis and is prepared to use the prism to heal them. And her mystery patient is revealed to be Bo Brady. Bo Brady is alive. Alrighty, I am going to kick this off by saying I told y'all so. <laughs> you did. <laughs> that don't mean I like it. They pulled a they pulled a GH on us. <laughs> is he alive though? Or is he still he, in stasis? He opened his eyes. He's alive. They, they yeah, they brought him out at at the end he woke up. At the, I'm assuming he still has the uh brain tumor. That's why they need the prisms to cure him. But yeah, he's he's awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but is he the thing yeah, is okay. though? Uh, I'm gonna be that person. Yeah, I'm gonna be that person because, like, if you've ever like dealt with someone who's like in a coma or whatever, they will open their eyes. They will. That doesn't mean that they're actually alive. Yeah, there. But they they were they were because the doctor very yeah because the doctor said it that they were reviving him. So he's I don't think that he's like fully because Megan's whole thing was I can be patient so I don't they think because he's been in stasis for so long that it's going to take him a while to come out of it yeah exactly so he's not they left themselves room is what I'm saying yeah like if they can't work out a deal or whatever to bring him back like they left the door open to bring him back but they also left enough ambiguity there to where like if they can't you have an explanation as to why he's not around. Yeah, but they, they can say later that it didn't work or whatever. But for now, we know for sure that at least there's a possibility of Bo Brady being alive, which is what we, which is a hell of a lot better than what we were left with seven years ago. Yeah. It would it it was very much giving like when Steve died and it looked final, final. Like and, then, got, the- and then the like you got Kayla's, you know crying over the body you got everybody mourning you got like the goodbyes you got the whole shebang and then then the yeah and then the final shot was holy shit they just snatched the body (laughs) and then they left you there for almost 20 years yep 16 years that didn't get answered so i'm just that takes some balls yeah i'm (laughs) saying this is this this is days y'all y'all don't no y'all don't did me yeah mm -mm. i've been here i've been here with y'all before Oh, when so we like, saw that whole Tad funeral, me and Tad <laughs> was hitchhiking across the country. Like, I've, I've been here with y'all before. So, like, like soaps I, do it. Doesn't mean we like it. Like, I, 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 it was more than I expected them to do because I really thought that it was going to be like, um, 
this was a way to kill hope. No, I thought that Bo was going to. I it was obvious to me that like Megan wanted the prisms to revive Bo because she'd always been obsessed with him. Yeah, and then the whole brain tumor of it all. But mm-hmm. I thought it was going to end up with you know Bo giving Hope her his second chance. I thought that was going to be like the arc i figured he was still gonna he was gonna end up still up there in heaven because they again they had been very very careful not to promise that he was going to be alive at the end of this and technically he is and he isn't like he's kind of in limbo because you he's don't breathing know but we we don't fully know if he's bow yet yeah like we don't know if this is gonna work we don't like we don't know how he's gonna come back because yeah, but it, again, this is days. Beauregard may wake up and I don't know. Think he's Andre? Like we don't, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I will say, like somehow, like his as I was live tweeting the episodes as I was watching them, and at one point I thought that um, Bo was frozen in stasis and that everything in heaven was basically a dream, and then I thought that him giving up his second chance to hope was going to grant him a second chance. And both of those things kind of happened. It did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, holy shit. But it was a very smart way to keep the door open. Like yeah, it was a, very, it was a smart. very smart way to keep the door open because like there's hope. So if they find enough change in the couch cushions to <laughs> throw a bag at Peter and Kristen. Yay. And Pete and Peter said in an interview, if Beyond Salem 2 does well, he's open to doing more. When Soap Opera hey. Digest interviewed him like a month ago, he basically said that. And that 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 was the final piece that really cinched to me that Bo was alive. Because like if he if he wasn't going to be alive in some capacity, then there would be no point in having Peter come back to do anything because you can only do ghost things so many times. Yeah. Tell that to all my children. Oh, <laughs> oh don't do this. Oh. <laughs> I I if they can't work something out for to bring them back on the main show, I could easily see them doing another miniseries or maybe even a movie where we tell the story of Bo and Hope getting back together. Yeah, that that's my prediction for Beyond Salem 3. But Nick, why don't you pick where you want to jump in on the oh, Montreal shit. of it all? Yeah, there's um, a lot. Uh, Honestly... I didn't hate Hope and Harris <laughs> like, like I either. thought I would. Me either. I'm, I'm like, I, they kind of have chemistry. If he was brainwashed, I wouldn't hate that. Me either. Like, because Hope, Hope ending up with dudes who plan on killing her is weird. It's just, it's weird. They did it with I Aiden. Think it they did it better <laughs> because she knew he was he he was like they were playing each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I enjoyed them more than I expected. Um. Because we all rolled our eyes in heavy side when we found out he was joining the show. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's coming to Salem proper. I I don't want him to, but if it happened, I wouldn't mind it, especially if Hope's around, but I don't know if Hope's going to be around. But um, I enjoyed that aspect of it. I don't think Hope gave a... Not for me, anyway. I don't think Hope gave a good enough explanation to Sierra about why she was gone for two years. And I'm still stuck on that. 
it's just it wasn't enough like that wasn't enough of an explanation for you to be gone this long when you're well, because that explanation wasn't that wasn't fully the truth she was gone for two years because she was in search of the prisms why was but, she in search but of why the was she yeah why was she in search of the prisms did they ever like i don't remember them explaining that well she said she she found the third prism in greece so maybe maybe it was partially true and maybe maybe she was traveling and then she found the prism and once the prisms entered the scene she that became her case but you know she didn't want to be gone but she's been globe trotting all over the world looking for the prisms and who was who's been after them so it was just for the prisms like there was like yeah if she was looking for the prisms when i when they first when I first heard that rumor, I'm like, like, oh, is she sick? Like, is that why she's not here? It no, just feels like she just made a choice not to be home. She said that she she knew what the prisms could do and she wanted to know who was after them. They should have made it that she was trying to like that she too could have possibly been trying to revive Bo after all of these years because she missed him because they did lay the groundwork there. They just never went there. Yeah, that's what I thought, but it never came to fruition so it left me like i at that point i was as mad as sierra was like <laughs> you Ooh, were just those gone scenes were so good those scenes were so good and then the part when i was like well shoot they were in south africa they was only there for a day and a half at that point i had to let sierra star blow <laughs> i was just like well well <laughs> got a point now because i was watching your mouth and your tone, you but I, no i was you had every right no 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 fuck all that <laughs> I was I was looking at Sierra kind of funny too because I was like you was just in South Africa with her calm the fuck down but then when I heard she was there for just a weekend nah damn Sierra had it it's just a clean out yeah it's like yeah it was very weird because it's like I don't been kidnapped blown up presumed dead had had a child like you didn't even come home for Doug when we thought he had Alzheimer's at that point I got every right to cuss you clean out yeah like I thought Hope was sick with a brain tumor or something that's why I thought she was obsessing over the prisons that actually would have made sense yeah <laughs> <laughs> But her just being like, I needed some space, bitch. Like, what? Well, I, I, I never Granddaddy was, granddaddy was on death's door. Right? Granddaddy was on death's door. I don't give a damn about no prisons, bro. But I, yeah, I never bought that when she said it to Sierra and voted and buy it either because she he's like, you just lied to our daughter. And then yeah. when, when Sierra left to go check on the baby, she pulled out the ISA file, and that's when I knew I was like, okay. Yeah, she pulled out the ISA file, but that didn't make it better either. <laughs> like, it's just like well, I, it I'm looking me. at Hope funny. Like, really? That she, the ISA is more important than your family. That's why that's Kia what? never fucked with them. <laughs> like, you're like laughing, hope. but I'm, you're laughing, but it's true. The ISA. Like hope. Oh, the ISA. Mm-hmm. The ISA has broken up more homes than strip clubs, brothels. It's just the truth. Alcoholism, finances, <laughs> all that shit. Because remember that? Remember it was a time when John was working with the ISA and him and Marlena was beefing about it. Yeah, I remember well, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the I ISA think that is, is, 
it's not conducive to good family dynamics. The ISA yeah. is the biggest home wrecker. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. I enjoyed that dynamic. I just want more of an explanation from Hope. Yeah. I will say too, Kayla for an ISA mission. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Dylan? Um, I was gonna say the one, the other thing that like threw me as okay, fancy face. You got to be better at this. Was when Harris came through, and it was very obvious that Sierra had never heard a word about this man. Because yeah because it's like hope come on that to me like should have like if he wasn't suspicious before he is now in in a way it's kind of like okay it's been seven years since Bo died but at the same time it's like you could have said something that's the that was the other thing that was weird to me the way that they kept acting as if hope has not moved on since mm-hmm. Mo died. Like she don't had whole husbands. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait. Didn't she? Did she marry she, Aiden? She married Aiden, but then he tried to kill her. So that she's gonna try to forget ever happened. And then she literally. But they left got the- back together right after. Oh uh, well, I delete yeah. that from existence. Um, <laughs> and then with Rafe, she literally left town to avoid getting back together with him. Yeah, bro, but they were at the. Had it not been for Claire Bear, they'd still be together. She'd probably. Been, yeah, she'd, be, she'd have been Mrs. Hernandez. I ain't gonna lie. When she said that, I screamed. I thought about getting back with Bo, but I knew that wasn't what I was. Rafe. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, I still scream. <laughs> no, I did too. And I, I like the fact that she said, like, when your father died, I felt like I lost myself a little bit. And honestly, that was true because she was so aimless those last few years on the main show that I'm really glad that they addressed it here. Yeah. And yeah. to be honest, this is the most hope hope has felt like in a long ass time. Basically, yeah, since sure. Bo died. For sure. I'm just saying, though, that was like a massive tip off. Like she ain't said no- it's been two years, bro. And she ain't said a word to her children, her family. Like nobody knows who you are. Which is clearly. why Ben and Sierra were side eyeing the fuck out of it. Yeah. Christmas. So it's like clearly, clearly she's not invested, bro. And th- I, I feel like that was probably like if he was not suspicious before, he was definitely after that point. He was definitely on to her. Because there's no way she wouldn't have mentioned him, at least to her children. She a little exactly. Rested. Now, Dylan, what <laughs> is, what is your choice from this lovely little menu of selections here? Okay, um, <laughs> this uh, okay, this is a little shady, but mine is going to be. Bo has been watching all of this from heaven and is itching to go down and help. He's being punished after saving baby Bo and Trip, so his guardian angel Angela is resistant to help him, but he convinces her. Okay, let me let let me preference this by saying I love Loretta Devine. I love her. I lo- I even liked her on Being Mary Jane. Yes, she was a whole scamming scammer. <laughs> But that's okay. She's still my girl. However, I did like I I did not care for magical mammy. I thank you. Okay. <laughs> mm. I I I'm didn't. glad someone said it. I I 
did not care for that. Like that, if I have like a major complaint about this story arc, about like this installment of Beyond Salem, it was that. Is there something they could have done differently to make it better? It's just, it's such a stereotype. And um, particularly for Black women of a certain age with a certain body type. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. (laughs) So like. Like we all can't be your aunt your mama. Mm, very that very that and like i i just i did not care for that i kind of wish her character had been something different no shade to her but yeah like no i love loretta Devine. Yeah, she wasn't the issue it was just the framing of it all it was a little weird it was and it was glaring mm. like if you <laughs> even if you weren't looking for it you saw it immediately oh yeah. oh Oh, that's what then yeah. that's, that's what she's gonna be doing on here. Okay. First, I thought she was God, but they didn't. I thought so that. too at first, and then he, she was like, "Then he, she was going to God on his behalf," and I'm like, "Okay, no." Yeah, like I, I mean, like she was a literal magical Negro. Literally, <laughs> like it was. Uh, it was a choice. I'm just saying it was a choice. But okay. I did like I did appreciate that even in heaven, Bo is still Bo. Right? Oh my god, I love that so much. Like he was that's why it was like it would be so on brand for heaven to just be so sick of his boredom and just send him home. Yeah, like <laughs> like God, God, I'm sick of you. Like when he when Beauregard he, was cutting up. Beauregard language Beauregard. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he I'm up in, sorry. He up in heaven cursing. He up in heaven. Or Hot cursing wire Jason because apparently, apparently the days writers were a fan of the good place and could not and Bo could not curse. I'm sorry, shiitake mushrooms took me out. Bo was up there like if Bo up there jury rigging their stuff so he can so he can watch his fan like Bo, Beauregard. Not even in heaven. Not even in heaven. He's like, I've been here forever. I'm bored. I can only do so much on the hearth. <laughs> <laughs> My and you would think he- with all the people from Salem up there, he, like... I mean, how many people from Salem are actually up there? <laughs> his okay. mother, his yeah, father. Yeah. They, did, they did mention his mom. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They mentioned her. Okay, and Okay, that's another quibble I have, but that is... This one is way smaller than Angela. Um, how did we feel about Zach aging in heaven? <laughs> I, I questioned it too. <laughs> it was I weird. Oh, no, it wasn't because it's the same Zach she yeah, saw the in same. the dream. I know, yeah. so, but it's still like so, okay. Um, are they gonna keep aging? Yeah, because, so because, how old yeah, are they, what are Sean and Caroline guy. looking at? I, I was gonna say, what does our recording look like now? Right? <laughs> oh, Lord. No, knowing, knowing, knowing especially, knowing especially what, that this was Bo's dream and Hope's Tom dream. going through right now? <laughs> but for me, it for me it didn't bump only because we've seen him before. Because when yeah. they did the special episode with Hope in 2016, that right, was Do that. they get to a certain age and just stop? I think one of the things, one of the things with this, I feel like they did. I haven't watched it it like completely, but I do recall watching the Hope Zach Bo scenes um, in 2016. It feels like they kind of did the same thing with Hope Hope and Zach here. 
like they did before. And it, it I, lo- I loved it. I enjoyed it. But it felt like we've already seen this. And I think it, they probably, <laughs> if I'm re- remembering correctly, I think they did it better on the main show years ago. But I did like that they touched on it because even even if this was Hope's dream, it wouldn't make sense for her not to be in heaven and not ask to see her son. Yeah, yeah for sure. So I like that whole thing. Just I sobbed like immediately. And she's she's like, I, I, I did like that. She kind of is like, I always picture you as a five year old little boy. And then he's like, and then I just I love that I love that he was grown up mainly also too because the resemblance that grown up Zach had to Jason Cook Sean especially with that hairstyle blew me away I was floored by it did y'all catch it I, I saw, saw someone, someone posted on Twitter yeah that was me oh <laughs> <laughs> like I and I get that I do I'm just saying it becomes problematic when you start thinking about what's Tom looking like <laughs> or maybe yeah. like maybe in heaven everyone is the is the image of this of themselves that they want to be i guess i don't know <laughs> like, like, or like they're i mean and like i'm not don't get me wrong i'm not asking for logic like they were or if there. you get to a certain age like you 80 you age out of the full age four program maybe like once they've hit like a certain age they stay immortal because they're there for eternity. So. Yeah, like see, Alice I'm Gordon just, is still 90. But. See, I'm <laughs> just saying this is why Anne Rice did not let the vampire children age in, <laughs> in the interview with the vampire series. So we don't have these problems. Michael, why don't you go ahead and pick from this lovely little cornucopia of... Um, I'm not going to read the big ass list. I'm not... <laughs> just, just pick I'm, something. I'm going to talk about the music. Peacock said, hand me my purse, baby. And boy, did they pull out their book. Yeah, that montage was everything. Actually, Ken paid for that. Peacock didn't. Ken did. What? What? Not Ken not opening his purse? Yeah, Finally? Ken paid for it. The original... Not you being Brad, Because <laughs> Wait, why? What? what? Hold on. I'm, I'm going to, yeah. Ron said this in the, the, uh, the Soap Opera Digest interview that I listened to. I implore everybody to go listen. There's some great stuff there. Um, he said that the original plan was to have Kelly Clarkson come on and sing a song to while they what? dance. That what? fell through. And when that fell through, Ron went to Ken and said, it has to be tonight. I celebrate my love. Like, that's what the fans want. That's what they expect. We have to do it. And Ken said, yes, of course, it's worth the money. Do it. So Ken made that happen. Ooh, okay. The instrumentals <laughs> did it for me. They- I was, I flipped out. But only because I was thinking about how y'all were gonna flip out. <laughs> you do, you do. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm like, oh my god, I'm waiting for this group chat to blow up because I know they're gonna lose their minds. <laughs> well, I, but I, I didn't put it in the chat because I didn't think y'all had seen it yet. Because I, was, yeah, I didn't say anything either. Because I, I watched it all in the early morning, but I didn't want to spoil it for y'all, so I kept all my. You know, I didn't say much, but. Um, and then, of course, Twitter broke in the middle of that episode, so I couldn't even react properly. Oh, yeah. That oh, was, right? I was so mad. <laughs> I think I watched, like, the entire episode without being on Twitter. Like, I, t- I was about to tweet about, like, Megan, and then it, Twitter broke. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to watch. And I'm like, ah! When you got to that part. Oh, my God. 
Well, we got, okay, first of all, first of all, the dance was beautiful. Shout out to Alan from Dancing with the Stars for choreographing that. The oh. dance was beautiful. The flashbacks got me. Like, no, oh my when God. They, when they went to the casino and they was listening to Not the casino. <laughs> yeah, that was great, but this was better. When they flashed back to Joey and uh, Trip and Wendy and all that, that was doing it for me. That was doing it for me. Uh, just this, the, the use of the flashbacks and like the montage it was all just perfect and the and way the that have the set the way that heaven changed colors because i was annoyed with i did not like the heaven stuff that much i think they could have used her as another character but also i feel like Bo. i didn't like everything some things were like amusing but the heaven part was the least my least favorite thing about the entire it dragged chapter. yeah it did and i was like eh, okay like some things are funny ha, ha, ha. but when we got to the reunion i thought like the whole the set kind of looked cheap before but when they like changed the colors into pink it worked it looked so beautiful it was so beautiful and so perfect and like even even before the dance and the flashbacks like Bo and Hope just fighting even mm. before they had that <laughs> moment. Bo. That's just how y'all beefing Bo. in heaven. Exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then you had Angela with the popcorn. <laughs> that like, was hilarious. That was hilarious. And it was just, it was Peter and Christian b- brought it. Like they haven't mm-hmm. acted together in scenes in seven years, but they picked up like they were just working together yesterday. Yeah. This is and why they're my fave, like super couple of days. Cause yeah, baby, they still got it. Oh, it was so good. Nobody does it like they do. It's literally magic. And um, I kind of want to touch on but the before we move on. Go ahead. When they were dancing, weren't they pulling a move they did when they got married? I think in two thousand. Or was it just me? Yeah, I think they did. Like the, the the dip move, right? The dip move. And like when she, before he twirled her into her his arms, that was also they did something they did during their wedding, I think. Like that got to me. Yeah. It was, it was so good. It really was. But um, I want to touch on the Larry Welch in Purgatory thing. Such a great use of Larry Welch. <laughs> yes. Such a great use of Larry. Because we knew that we were going to see Larry because the actor had confirmed it um, on Facebook a couple weeks before Beyond Salem had dropped. So I, I just kept wondering, is he going to be alive? Is he going to be working with Megan? I actually, honestly, for a split second, I thought Kristen might have been Larry. In a mask? In a mask before they revealed it to be Thomas Banks. That's kind of for a hot second where I thought they were going. And then once Bo started going down the stairs and he had to present his case in purgatory, I was like, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. I honestly forgot that he was going to be on the on the show until that scene played out. I was like, oh yeah, where went Welsh? It it was it was just it was just basically if you are a classic days fan, if you are a Bo and Hope fan specifically. Mm-hmm. This series was made for you, and it was yeah. honestly perfect. I mean, it was just so good. Did everybody get to make their um, last picks for this segment? Nope. You didn't? I thought nope. you did. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just joined in. 
everything else. Um, I guess um, Ben and Sierra dock in Montreal into introduce baby hope, uh, baby Bo to hope and once back at Hope's place. Sierra girls from I guess we have talked about it a bit, but I want to talk about the writing for Sierra here because this is the most I've enjoyed her in three years. Listen, I was the Sierra stand for the whole chapter two. The writing for her was such an improvement, and that is because it's focused on her. And I love to see it. Like this is what they should they should have been doing all along. She was enjoyable, and Ben was basically a set decoration, but that's fine with me. Um, but Sierra, like, she was so likable. She felt like her. Yes, yeah, she, she really she did. felt like this is Bo and Hope's baby. Like, exactly. E- and I, even when she was upset, she was justified in her anger. Mm-hmm. Like I, just, I was it made so much sense. It was so, 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 so refreshing to see. Like I found myself cheering her on throughout because the writing for her was such an improvement. Same for Hope. She got like a reset as well. And I yeah. enjoyed that. But I just wanted to point out that Sierra got some really good writing in this chapter. And it started from the jump because literally the minute they got back to Hope's apartment, because like you had the sweet scene on the pier, an excellent job casting that child. Because not only does that baby look like he could be Ben and Sierra's child, it also kind of looks like the baby that played Sierra when she was a baby. So excellent job casting there, but they had like this sweet little family moment on the pier. We'll but say minute- something. The baby was not crying when they said it was crying. Like they played like a sound of a baby crying. You could clearly see the baby was not upset. Well, yeah, but ba- but babies do that all the time. Like, you, I mean, you don't, you hope the baby, like, because babies will always cry. No, when but you I feel like too. you should have done something different there because the baby, we saw like the baby's face when they were in the apartment and like Sierra took um, Bo from Hope's arm and she was like, he's upset. Oh, the fuck he is. <laughs> like, he's like, not upset. He's he's just chill. But they played like a baby sign- sound of him crying. Yeah, because the, ba- the baby was just so, the baby was just so happy between yeah. Christian and Victoria <laughs> that like you could not get him to cry. But like so. the whole, the whole vibe of their scene changed the minute they got back to the apartment. Because I think yeah. like Sierra was expecting to walk in and see something that was like worth her being gone for two years. And when she walked in and basically just saw that her mother was living in a normal apartment, she's like, oh this is what you're doing and ben knew ben was like you know what let's let, let, let's not do this and sierra's like nah we got we got we got to do this because i can't hold this in and then ben quickly got out of dodge it was great but does anybody else have any other thoughts on the montreal heavenly aspects of all of this before we move into our final segment another one yeah just this will <laughs> be quick what were everybody's favorite moments from beyond Salem as a whole it could be something we talked about maybe something we didn't get a chance to mention okay I will kick this off and say I loved the theme both having Peter and Christian doing the intro and having the credits be flashbacks of Bowen Hope Mm -hmm. spot on perfection Nick what about you um favorite moments um John visiting Paul for pride I loved all of it I it really made me miss John and Paul's relationship on screen. Um, I liked seeing the Johnsons as a family unit. Um, Who knew 
<laughs> me i've been saying it i'm like i was gonna not say gonna again we have do, their we've been kids saying it for on ever. screen with them they're pushing 60 and 70 i don't really care what they're doing right now <laughs> like just their kids should be raising hell and I, that was entertaining to me um also the bow and hope opening montage um that was a really nice surprise with um all their flashbacks and their pictures i really enjoyed that um but yeah those are my favorite moments what about you dylan oh <laughs> okay this is gonna sound weird but when Bo was arguing his case but uh with Larry and Larry was like, What makes you so special? And Bo's like, We're Bo and Hope, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because I was like, Yes, you tell them you're Bo and Hope. Like, you are a super couple, super couple. Yes, you let him know. Talk your shit, Bo Regard. <laughs> like, I I love that. I love, love, love the reunion dance and the montage mm. we got during that. You I cry? loved that. Almost a sniffle. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold you. They had me sniffling a little bit. <laughs> like the baby when she had the baby and they were oh <gasps> and <laughs> like I liked Joey and Trip kind of battling for Wendy's attention, but I ain't even gonna hold you. I, I'm gonna need my girl to pick trip. Yeah, I, I love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know because this is gonna move into my favorite thing. <laughs> go ahead, Michael. My yeah, go favorite ahead. Thing at the end was the whole Joey, Trip, and Wendy triangle setup. That's my kind of smut that I like to watch. Um, <laughs> it was very steamy, especially when she got to the airport. And they both was texting her. And then they was lying in the background. That's my kind of mess. I like to see. I need yeah. to see more of that mess. Bring them on. It, it was good. And, but, and I'll just... I'll like that whole... And then the um dance scenes while Bo and Ho was da- dancing and whatnot. That's when I finally saw it for Joey. Yeah, it took and me see, a while too. Because all you kept saying before that was he's weird looking. <laughs> That was that wasn't me. That was no. That was Michael. I that know, was that Michael. Was... Michael. Michael over here, like, and I'll say it again. Yeah, right. <laughs> he is. He, it takes a minute for him to settle on your eyes. He needs to shave his facial but, but hair. But you know, that's, he that's what the kids. I think if he are, had a shorter haircut, it would work better. That's what the kids are going for. They like androgynous beauty. <laughs> Not doing this. What? <laughs> they, they like the, they, that's the look they're going for nowadays. It takes a minute to settle on you. All right. But, what about you? What's your favorite moment? That Chalamet man, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, yeah, Timmy Chandelier. Yeah. yeah. They got the same vibes. You had to sell. It's like a you're panning your kitchen. It has to settle on you. <laughs> All right. What about you? What's your favorite moment? Um, so the favorite moment of the entire thing is, of course, like Bo and Hope reuniting in heaven. The montage, the dance was so beautiful. It got me in my feels. I had to rewind and watch it twice or maybe three times or four because it was so good. And um, I love that we finally got some music, real music, no budget music. I mean, there's some that are good, but finally some real music that's not wasted on a 
terrible couple, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> and like I mentioned before, um, the writing for Sierra was great. I enjoyed Paul and Andrew's love or like romance building. I loved it. Listen, I love the sets as well. We yeah, I really like the sets. I need On a them production to keep... level, the show need... was really enjoyable, like pleasing to my eyes. Some sets did look cheap, but that's fine. But... Can we keep the Kiriakis Mansion looking like Paul's apartment? Please and thank you. Huh? Is that the Kiriakis Mansion? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I mean, it kind of looks small. I mean, but that set is small. It's the size of that a is true. stamp. They just need to redecorate that set. But like from a production like set, uh, set level, oh, I, I I enjoyed, I look for details and I love looking for them. So that, like my eyes were pleased. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I enjoyed. Oh, of course, Megan. Oh yeah, I forgot such about a her. Guy, Such a good villain, such a good villain. One of the best we've had in years. Um, I would love for her to like have short stints on the main show, not like drawn out ones that like we talked about about before that would have to like dull down her fire. So, but yeah, I really loved her. And the introduction of Wendy Shen. Okay. That's my girl. Then one last thing to, before we close out, does anybody have any predictions for season three? Do you have any idea of who you might want to see on Beyond Salem season three? Tom Brady. Might want- <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Get that out there. But yeah, I I think season three should be about um, Hope looking for, I don't know how, would she know? If they use the thread that I posted, she could. Because, I, and I, oh, one other thing, I love that she remembered the dance. That is true. And also, oh, like, yeah, I, 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 I kind of want her to, like, like, the story would be about Hope finding Bo. Yeah. Not I think like, oh, be- Ro- Bo is, per- like, totally okay, la, 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 but Hope finding Bo. Yeah. And I think, honestly, if Harris tells because Harris is in ISA custody. If Harris tells them Megan wants to revive somebody, I don't know who that somebody is, but I know where they are. And then at that moment, as we see Bo coming out of stasis, their telepathic connection reawakens and Hope gets a feeling that this patient is Bo. And you can kind of you can kind of set the story up that way. I would love to see that. Dylan, what about you? Any predictions for season three? I think just because of the way that they left it season three has to be like them yeah finding Bo and actually like getting the reunion reunion you know mm-hmm. and I I'm I'm gonna be like Michael here I I think that it would be interesting to bring in Shane and Kim or at least Shane yeah. so that if we get Andrew back we can see that whole father-son super spy dynamic that'd be so much fun just like yeah so i'm thinking i'm thinking like the next one definitely needs to kind of pick up where this one left off a little bit and focus solely on finding Bo. yeah like all yeah like need to lead to Bo. we don't need any other side plots we don't need to be chasing things we just need to be Bo is the thing that we're chasing yeah yeah that would make sense i'll look at Bo. <laughs> Nick, what about you? Um, 
Yeah, I think it would make sense for the next season if they're going to wait a whole year, which would be surprising um, for it to pick up where this one left off unless they resolve this some other way. Because we have to answer this question. We can't just leave it hanging. And Michael, what about you? I have no words other than Shane and Kim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I will say one more thing and I will close this out. When, Whenever it, it happens, Beyond Salem 3 it needs to happen one of three times, either in December of this year or May and June of May or June of next year. And it needs to coincide with one of Bowen Hope's wedding anniversaries. Y'all have three wedding anniversaries to pick from. Choose one, <laughs> drop Beyond Salem that week, <laughs> and let their reunion culminate on their wedding anniversary. Please and thank you. And having said that. This has been a very special edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. We will catch y'all on the main show recap. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye y'all. Bye. Bye. So long. Farewell.